0: All righty, zipping all right along tonight. Broke a guitar string for the first time in a long time. I think that's because Andy's playing drums tonight. Told you there's a vibe in the air. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So welcome once again to our youth service tonight. I'm glad you're here in this building and um, I know you're going to be glad here, you're here too. Like I said, there's always a special energy and vibe in the air when our youth are involved. And when Emmy's playing drums, and when Marshall's playing bass, and when Holly's playing piano. Topic tonight, as you can tell, is forgiveness. And we're going to do this thing a little bit differently than you're used to on Sunday mornings. Um, we gather every Wednesday night uh, for our youth group. Uh, sometimes we bring the junior and senior high together, sometimes we do them separately. Um, sometimes the junior high gets a separate lesson than the senior high, but we all do the same thing. Um, and I do a lot of illustrations for them, and we do a lot of things together, and we have a lot of fun. Um, Not that we don't have fun on Sunday mornings, but you might want to pop in on a Wednesday night and see the crazy stuff that goes on. So tonight's going to look more like a youth night, more of a Wednesday night of what your youth group um, gets a snippet of. I thought I'd let you peek behind the curtain for just a minute, but then I'm going to have to ask you to close the curtain as soon as you're ready to go home. All right, so first of all, we need to understand what it is about forgiveness. Like I said, we want to talk about it tonight, why we need it, uh, why we should celebrate it, um, and why it's important in the lives of Christians. Um, one question that I encourage our youth group to ask, and it's on written on the wall in, Club, in our Club 56 room, is the two words, so what? So we talk about forgiveness. We're forgiven. So what? How does that work in our lives? Because if we don't apply these truths and these uh, ideas into our lives and just leave them sit there on the, on the side of the road, it's not going to make a difference in our lives. So I want you to be thinking about that. So first of all, we need to understand... Uh, that we all need to be forgiven. How do we know that? Romans three twenty three says it very clearly. It says everyone has sinned, fallen short of God's glorious standard. Um, God's glorious standard, by the way, is for us to be perfect. Um, so maybe some of us fall short of that. Can we get a you know an amen to that? We're not perfect, right? We fall a little bit short of that. Um, that word that we use in the New Testament for sin, um, that we call sin, is a complicated word in the Greek. I've told you before, and I say it almost every, uh, every Sunday, it's difficult to, to translate from one language to another. Um, anytime you try to bring a word over, it just doesn't always translate until we start to get um, a better understanding of it. So um, the Greek word for sin is the word harmata. So harmata means a couple of different things. It means um, to miss the mark is the, is the basis, is the easiest part about it. So missing the mark... Um, it's a term that they would use in the Olympics. Okay, so think about the Summer Olympics when you have uh, an archer out there shooting at that target, right? If they miss the target, um, it would be harmata. You've missed the target. You've missed the mark. And so um, I thought it'd be kind of fun to take a look since it's a Youth Night. I thought it'd be kind of fun to look at this video about an archer missing the mark. Maybe you're familiar with this one. Jared's going to play it for us. Dear diary, my queen lessons continue. Surprise, surprise. To fulfill one Genovian tradition, I must learn to shoot a flaming arrow through a ceremonial ring which will happen on the eve of my coronation. It's symbolic for lighting my own eternal flame. We all want a holiday. Let's take a little time for a getaway. It's all- So she's definitely missing the mark there, right? Okay, so harmata, missing the mark. But it has a a bigger, a a deeper meaning than that. Like I said, it's got a lot of complexity to it. Um, The word sin means to disagree with someone, um, to not be on the same page as someone. So when we do these things that we call sin, we're not agreeing with God, we're not on the same page as God. God asks us to do things or to not do things and we do those things and we don't do those things. Uh, we are not on the same page with God. So that's what—that's where sin comes and it, where it's more involved. But the heart of the word goes a little bit deeper than that. It means to not partake in something. To not partake in something or to miss out on an opportunity. So if I, want, I just want you to think about that. Because sometimes we throw that word sin around and people get uncomfortable with it. I know it's just a three-letter word, but we don't like to hear it and we don't like to think about it. But It means to miss out on an opportunity. And the opportunity we're really missing out on is that relationship with God, that relationship that God has created you to have with him. Because that sin in our lives creates a barrier between us and God. That's where forgiveness comes in, and that's why forgiveness is so important to us. That's the so what for that forgiveness. We're forgiven so that we can have that relationship. We can be back one with him again. Now, there's good news ahead. Since God created you to have a relationship with him, and since sin in our lives separates from us from God, he wants us to get rid of that sin. He wants to get rid of that. So literally, he wants us to be on the same page with him. So we have verses like this that stand out to us. Ephesians 1-7 says, For the, By the blood of Christ we are set free. That is, our sins are forgiven. And then I love this part. How great is the grace of God? I mean, how great is that? For by the blood of Christ we are set free. That is, our sins are forgiven. Verse 8 goes on to say, He freely poured out his grace on us, liberally, lavishly, abundantly. So get this. If you take nothing else away from you, I'll probably say that three more times tonight. But by the blood of Christ we are set free. You know, we talk about the bondage of sin when we talk about the uh, book of First John. We talk about the bondage of sin and how we can't free ourselves, but God says, I'm going to free you. I'm going to do it for you. So how exactly does Jesus forgive our sins? How does that work? I've got an illustration here that I want to show you, and I need a volunteer from the audience. Bryant Magnan, you will do nicely. What do you see here? Oh, yes, he okay, good. Give him a big round of applause. He's gonna get a trip to Burger King out of this. Okay, so for your safety, Holly Kuso has made this little poncho for you, so I just need you to slide this and put your arms in there. Okay. Are they armholes? Yeah, those are armholes, theoretically. Okay, good. You have a nice shirt on, I wanna protect it. Okay, speaking of nice shirts, okay, so here, I want you to wear this shirt. Now, this shirt represents our lives, represents the inner parts of us, you know, kind of who we are. And so the Bible is very clear about this. And I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. I just want to speak the truth to you. That's what we do here. The Bible says that we are sinners. But I want you to understand something very carefully about this. I want you to understand this. We are not, listen to me now, we are not sinners because we sin. We sin because we're sinners. It's a unique concept because we don't call somebody a thief until they steal something, right? But that's not the way sin works. We're born into it. We don't have a choice. We are sinners before we've done anything. Before we were born, we are, that's just the way it is. And so sometimes we carry the guilt of those sins on us, but God says, no, I understand because that's the way it is and that's how it goes. So this is nice and white and this is how God wants us to be, Right? But the truth is, we have some marks on us. And there's some sins in our lives. So, what are some of the sins? I'm going to write them down on this shirt. What are some of the sins in our lives that we have with us? Lying. Lying. We lie. Jealousy. Jealousy. Is that tickle? (laughs) What else? Judgment. I'm going to put that one in green. Disobeying God. Brian said we disobey God. Gossip. Gossip. Now we got to do that one in green, too. <laughs> He's ticklish. Keep going. Greed. Greed. Guilt. Guilt. Brian gave me another one. Turn the other way. Turn him the other way? (laughs) We go our own way. I didn't hear it. One more time, I'm sorry. We build walls, yes. We have barriers. I'm running out of room already. Crime. Pride. Pride. And crime. <laughs> one more. What? Cheating. We cheat. Now these are all hypothetical, these aren't confessions, right? Okay, so we've got this mess right here, right? We had a nice white shirt. He's got a smock on there. Look at see there's Mercury one on there. Okay, so then as we since we're humans. We think we can handle this ourselves. So we get a little washcloth. (laughs) We try to clean it up, right? Here, try to clean it up. Just get some of those off yourself there. Not working, right? Okay, here, maybe we try a little soap on there. Here we go. Try a little soap on there. Right? Just does not work, doesn't happen. We're not even smearing it on these. That's a pretty good marker you got there, Holly. Okay, so then what does Jesus do? What did Blake read? in John 1 is it 27, Jared? He does forgive us, but what does he do that's kind of a so that's kind of a "so what? What's it? Hey, Jared, we have John 1:27. 29, sorry. He puts it on. And then we got Easter Sunday coming up. He took those sins to the cross with him. The Bible says he became sin who knew no sin so that we could be declared righteous. Righteous. And then it says, on the third day he rose again, and those sins were just kind of tossed to the side. Left on our own, we don't have a chance. Can't clean it up. But Jesus says, I'm going to take them away from you. Give Brian a big round of applause. We're going to keep going. You can go back to your seat. Oh, you want me to? Oh, yeah, all right. I thought maybe you wanted a souvenir. <laughs> so Jesus puts those sins on himself and then after he rose again, like I said, kicked those sins to the curb. First Peter 2:24 says it like this. He bore himself or he himself bore our sins, took them on in his body on the cross. So that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. And then it says, what? By his wounds you've what? You've been healed. That all sounds good and fine, though, right? Doesn't it? I mean, if you've never thought about it before, you should be thinking, I want some of that. How do I get some of that in me? How do I get to be a part of that? Right? It's an important how question. Acts 3.19 tells us that. And Acts 3.19 says this. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. That word refreshing, by the way, this is the only time we see it in the Bible. And what it's really talking about is Jesus' second coming. The time he's going to be coming again. I'm just gonna put a bookmark on that. We're gonna talk about that in a couple of weeks. So that you may be refreshed. Right? Times of refreshing. Anybody need some refreshing right about now in our lives? Different aspects in our lives? The question we should be asking is how do we get that healing? How do we get that refreshing? Well, it says repent and turn to God, then our sins will be. What? Put it back up there, Jared. Repent and then turn to God, and your sins are gonna be what? Wiped out, right, wiped out, as if they weren't even there anymore. Remember when he tried to wipe those sins off himself, what happened? Not very good results, were they? Sometimes we feel like we need to get ourselves cleaned up before we can come to God. How many times have you heard people say that? I can't go to church until I get myself right, right? You heard about the guy in the, in the car crash, right? His a medical report looked like an evil Knievel crash, you know, clavicle, arm, pelvis, legs, knee, all broken up, bleeding. Paramedics came to take him to the hospital, and he said, no, don't take me to the hospital, take me home. And then I'm going to heal myself up and get better, and then I'll go to the hospital, I'll go to the doctor, right? I mean, how ridiculous, right? But that's how we talk about ourselves with God. We say, no, I can't go to church, I can't go to God because I'm a mess right now, and I've got to clean myself up, and I've got to get myself right and perfect before I can present myself to God. You might as well try to heal broken compound fractures before you go to the doctor, if, you, if that's your attitude. So it says that we, our sins are going to be wiped out. And maybe that should have been our title for our sermon today. I brought with me, actually Holly picked up for me, a whiteboard. And I've got here a permanent marker. I'm going to use orange. And everybody knows you can't write on a whiteboard with permanent marker. Everybody knows that, right? Oh, I'm going to do it. Anybody dare me? And I'm going to write that three-letter word, sin. Can you guys see it? Kind of? Well, okay, so try as you will. You can't, I smudged it a little, but you can't get that off of there. Right? Just like Bryant couldn't get those words off of that shirt, we can't get rid of the sin in our lives. We can't wipe it out ourselves. We can't wipe it off ourselves. But there's good news again. We have the blood of Christ. And now the Old Testament talks about blood in a different way. The Old Testament talks about how the blood of animals covers our sin so here's a blood that covers our sin but this pen is representing no ordinary blood this pen is representing the blood of christ and the blood of christ doesn't cover our sins the blood of christ does what Did you say takes away or wipes away? Because they're both right. (laughs) Takes away our sin and wipes us clean. Please hold your applause. There's more. I was kidding. I'm kidding. Wipes us clean. Right? It doesn't just cover our sin anymore, when I covered it up you could still read, maybe even better you could read the word sin right? but Jesus says I'm going to wipe it clean I'm going to wipe it out then he talks about that he's going to do it like it actually never happened to get rid of that sin we can't just wipe it away ourselves we need Jesus in our lives to do it for us and God says since I created you to have that relationship with me, that's what I'm going to do for you, I'm going to wipe it out the Bible says when you accept Christ into your life, your sins are wiped out. Your sins are taken away. If we look back at 1 Peter twenty two twenty four again, it says he bore our sin on the cross that we would start living righteously. Right? We might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds we are healed. So then the question becomes something like this. What in your life needs healing? Where do we need to be healed? What are we trying to fix for ourselves before we'll come back to Christ, before we'll come back to church, before we'll meet with anybody. we got to fix ourselves. Yeah, I know i got this compound fracture, but if I could just fix that myself, then I'll go to the doctor and get it fixed. But Jesus says this. He says, I'm going to wipe it out, and I'm going to forget that it was ever there. He forgives us, and there's power in that forgiveness. Now, have you ever felt like you, you did something... Didn't agree with God. Missed the mark. Didn't partake in something. we not on the same page as God. But we went to him with it. He went to him and, and confessed it, if you will. And then uh, we do that. God says, I'm going to remember those sins no more. There's not actually a sea of forgetfulness, but he says, I will cast them into the sea. Is what actually it says in Isaiah. So then after we do that, we might feel guilty. We might feel some remorse. We might think that because the enemy comes and he starts reminding us about these things. Hey, remember the time you did the thing over by the deal with that person? Remember that? God can't possibly keep forgiving you for that. You gotta be better go talk to him again. And we get that guilt feeling inside of us, right? That word forgiven means to be released from bondage, released from prison. That's why God says I have set you free. We've been freed from that bondage. Literally set free. But for some reason we want to bring it up again. Whereas it's not done with it. You know, we just feel that guilt and we just want to bring it back. We still feel guilty. So if we can have a one-on-one conversation with God, he would say something like this. Well, say yeah, you know, uh, I sent those sins away. That means forgiven it means that their sins are sent away. Send them away. And then God would say something like this. Why don't you go find those and, and bring them back and tell me what you're talking about it because I, I remember them no more. You have to remind me. You have to show them to me. And then you say, okay, I will go find them because I want to talk about this. I want them to show this to you. So you, you ask God, where did you send them? And Then Abigail read in, in Psalm 103, 12, it says this. He's taken our sins as far away from us as the east is from the west. As far as the east is from the west. Notice he doesn't say as far as the north is from the south. Because that's a finite point. Did you wonder what I had under this this whole time? If you go, I think I can take this off of here. We can shoot some hoops with it later. If you go from north to south, Right? Start at the North Pole and go to the South Pole. What's that, 1,234 miles or something like that? Hey, Google. That's good. Yeah, more than that. Eventually, you go to the South, and eventually, you turn around and you start going back North again, right? So it's a finite point. Okay, though, let's look at this. As far as the East is from the West. Okay, so we're going to start East. We're going to start here um, in New York City. Actually, no, a little more further south. Wilmington, South Carolina. North Carolina. And we'll start going west. Okay? I'm at the Philippines now. I'm at Thailand now. I'm at India. hit Ethiopia, the Sudan, Chad. I'm still going west. Venezuela, Colombia. Big ocean here. I'm still going west. The east and west, once you start heading west, you never stop. Heading west. If you start heading east, you never stop heading east. It's a finite amount of space. God says, I've sent your sins so far away that you can't even fathom how far away they are from you. So he says, I've taken those sins away from you. He says, I've wiped you clean. And now I've put them so far away that they shouldn't even be part of the conversation now. We should be building into other things. We should be building into that love of Christ. We should be building in that trust that we have in our creator, in our savior. The one who created you to have that relationship with him. The one that's saying, I am doing all these things for you. How ridiculous would it be for a doctor to say, go heal your own compound fracture and then come back and talk to me when it's a little more reasonable. God says, bring it. And I'm going to take care of it for you. And he says, not only that, not only am I going to take those sins away from you, kick them to the curb when I'm done with them, not only am I going to wipe you clean so you can't even see them anymore, not only am I going to send them so far as the east is from the west that you can never possibly track them down again. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this. So then, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old one has passed away. The new one has come. The old has passed away. The new has come. When we give our lives over to Christ and I've I've said this a thousand times it's not a one and done deal it's a day by day, moment by moment renewing that relationship with him because we don't agree all the time and we get off the page and we get off the mark and we miss the mark and that's who we are. We could dip that shirt in sharpie and still not cover all of our sins or talk about all of our sins. But God says, bring them all to me and I will take them all. And he says, I'm taking those so that you can live in righteousness, literally the right way. Get on the same page with me, God is saying. I'm forgiving you so that we can be in agreement with each other, so we can have that relationship again, so that you can come to me and I'll come close to you and I will make you new again. So what does that new mean? If you're taking notes, it means your sins are forgiven. It means your sins are taken away. It means your sins are wiped clean. And the big so what is this? And you've been set free to rel- to live in that relationship with God, that relationship that He created you for. Can I get an amen? Should I write on Bryant some more real quick? All right. Let's stand. I'm going to get Carly and Callie up here to finish us off.